Welcome to Scaling the Summit, Radio Gold Style. Your host, Charity Bryan and Sandra K. Sims. I am your technical director, Ginger Aaron Brush. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Scaling the Summit, Radio Gold. I am Holly Noonan, serving as host of this Radio Gold show for Charity Bryan and Sandra Sims. I'm one of the founders of the National Academy of Health and Physical Literacy, and I proudly serve as the Southern Tier Region Executive Director. I live in Florida, where right now it's extremely hot, as it is in most parts of the country. Um, I'm married to my husband, Kevin, and we have a very energetic puppy, Bella. I was told she was not going to get very large. She's a pit bull Rottweiler mix. Why I believe that she wasn't going to get big. But anyway, so my dog is uh, a puppy bounding around. So hopefully she won't be barking in the background. Uh, Kevin and I also have two adult children who live very close to us, thankfully. So I get to see my kids all the time. And my daughter has three beautiful grand uh, daughters. And today we, um, we refer to my area when I have grandkids here is Mimi Daycare. So Mimi Daycare is open since it is summer. Um, so hopefully we won't hear any background from either Bella, the sweet rambunctious dog, or my sweet, adorable grandchildren. So um, bear with us. Uh, we're recording this live, so hopefully this will all turn out. Uh, we're going to do the, our very best today to um, give this show the quality and expertise that Charity and Sandra bring to this show every month. So um, sit back and enjoy the show. Today I have with me um, two outstanding women from the state of Louisiana. I've got Megan Lee and Kaylin McKay, and uh, they're joining me here live this morning. Megan serves as the new professional on the Southern Tier Leadership Council, and Kaylin serves Southern Tier as the vice president-elect for physical education, as well as the co-chair of the Social Digital Media Committee. And I believe Kaylin serves on so many other things as do uh, as does Kay Megan, and we're going to hear from them in just a minute. Um, so since um, you don't want to hear me all morning, I'm going to um, let the each of these ladies introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about themselves. Um, let us know where you work, some of your leadership roles, um, things that you like to do for kicks and giggles. Megan was just sharing with me some exciting things that she's uh, getting ready to do this weekend. So, um, Megan, why don't we go ahead and turn it over to you and let you introduce yourself? Cool. Um, like Holly said, my name is Megan Lee. Um, I currently live in Baton Rouge, and I teach at Tanglewood Elementary School. Um, I'm on the state board, so I'm part of Layford. I'm the vice president of general, and um, I'm really excited for our convention in uh, November. And uh, fun story, Kaylin was actually one of my instructors in college, and so she taught me pretty much everything I, I know now. And uh, we were actually just on vacation together. Um, which is kind of funny because, you know, I, she taught me in college and now we're friends. What? It's what? awesome. And um, we actually still like each other after the vacation. So that's amazing. And, the day. <laughs> <laughs> we like each other for now anyway. Right. But, for sure. uh, yeah, that was really fun. We went to Hawaii together. Um, Hawaii. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
And we, we actually both got tattoos together in Hawaii. They're not matching, but we did get tattoos. So like, I think we're bonded for life now. For life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other things that I like to do, um, I have like a, a small teardrop camper. Uh, last summer I did a 26 day camping trip and we, we went from like Louisiana all the way to California through Arizona, New Mexico, all that stuff. So that's really fun. Um, I also like to do triathlons. I have one tomorrow. It's an all-female triathlon, and um, I'm really excited about that. But, um, Kaylin, tell us some stuff about you. You forgot the most important person in your life, Goose. Oh, my dog, Goose. Yeah, you talked about your dog, Holly. Um, you might hear mine barking. Uh, he's a golden retriever. He's three now. Um, he's really excited because he gets to swim in a pool tomorrow. So we're all good. Sweet. Um. So Megan, so I know Megan from school, and then we stayed in touch, uh, stayed on Lakeford board together. I'm the current past president, and now we're friends in real life, and it's a great life decision to be friends with Megan, for sure. Um, so I used to work at LSU, and then now I work at UL Lafayette, which is about an hour away from Baton Rouge. Um, I'm the coordinator of the K-12 health and PE program, physical education program, um, I'm our watermark coordinator for the College of Ed, which is uh, part of our accreditation office to make sure that we can still keep teaching. Um, I'm on the committees that you mentioned, and then I'm on the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee for the National Academy. And then in my free time, I like to play my dog. His name is Gravy. Um, Goose and Gravy are best friends. They just don't know it yet. Um, I like to disc golf, regular golf. Uh, you know, I pretend like I like to run sometimes, but only in the fall and winter here because it's so daggum hot. And that's pretty much it. I'm a foodie. We like food, you know, so that's pretty much it. Well, you know, if um, Charity and Sandra were here, I know they would both be chiming in on that whole triathlon piece, because if you've listened to any of the podcasts, and I hope you have, and knowing those two, you know, they just love to get out there and run and bike and swim. So they would have just been able to chew your ear off there, Megan. But um, all kidding aside, I know that uh, the two of them have shared stories with us about their past adventures with running and all that. But you're right, Kaylin. I, yeah, it was like a, almost 100 this morning already here in Florida. And we're now getting a little walk and bike ride. I'm going to start running in the fall the next month. Yeah. It was actually way better. I want to move back to Hawaii. Like my, I was like a, a a world record holder for running there. And then we come back <laughs> to Louisiana and I'm like, I can barely make it around the block. The mm. temperature in Hawaii is way better. So if y'all all want to move together, we might be able to afford something. For sure. I'm in. We're in. You know, we're in. Well, I haven't been there yet, but next time y'all go, you know, if you need a, a senior chaperone or anything. You're invited. I'm in. I'll, uh, you know, I'll do whatever just to go and hang out and have fun. Can't wait. <laughs> so in um, mid-July, we held the Southern Tier Leadership Development Conference, fondly referred to as the LDC. We were right there in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and both of you attended the, uh, the LDC. Um, and the LDC is designed for our state leaders as well as our um, Southern Tier leaders the Southern Tier is designed and created out of uh, 13 wonderful Southern states. And we all come together every summer 
um, to share ideas, uh, learn leadership strategies. Um, but uh, that's so important, but we also have a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we, we try not to take ourselves too seriously and we hope that everybody leaves with, um, you know, some, some new ideas to, to kickstart their new year, whether, you know, in the classroom or in their roles as a leader in their state. So for those listeners who were unable to attend our LDC, I just want to give you a little snippet of some of the topics that we discussed. Um, just to give you an idea of the depth and breadth of our LDC. Uh, kick it off, we had Charity Bryan, who is the current president of the National Academy of Health and Physical Literacy, um, which we finally call, fondly call the Academy. Um, and she brought us greetings from the Academy and gave us some updates. And then we had um, a great uh, presentation from the trio of Donna Dunaway, Donna Hester, and Charity. And they discussed uh, developing leaders and leveraging our strengths. Once again, a lot of us uh, played this little game. We got to find out at which category of leadership we fell in. And um, for some of us, it was a little eye-opening because uh, you know we got to learn about, you know, if you're a dominant person, how we need to sit back and listen to those folks who are more of the, the social type leaders. And, but that's always a great session. And, and um, I enjoyed it immensely. Um, <laughs> we had advocacy building part two, and I gave a little chuckle. Um, that was brought to us by the construction crew, if you will, of Sandra Sims and Kim Kirby. Um, this is only a 30-minute or 40-minute show this morning, so I don't have time to go into all the role-playing, the singing, and dancing that we did during that session. But um, advocacy was brought to us in a whole new light, and I hope that next year we get to hear Advocacy Construction Building Part 3. Andrew Lewis led us through equity, diversity, and inclusion um, with some interactive role-playing. Um, we had a social media discussion with Ginger Aaron Brush, and another session was on PLCs brought to us by our very own Kay Lynn. Um, Charity Bryan invited some of her colleagues from the Baton Rouge area who have expertise in the areas of strategic planning, community partnerships, and fundraising. And we may hear some more about that um, in a little bit, but those were just some of the, um, the topics that we uh, learned about and dealt with and discussed the day and a half that we were in Baton Rouge. So as you can tell, the LDC was full of relevant information for state and association leaders brought to us by some of the, the best of the best, the most entertaining leaders in our area in the South. And uh, I know I had a good time and it was a great time to see everybody. So Megan, as a new professional, um, and what we mean by new professional for our learner or listeners who may not uh, be familiar with that type of role in a um, association, the Academy created the um, new professional as a position on our boards because we feel like it's so important to have um, people who are new to the profession one to five years um, to serve on our um, on our boards, but also to bring insight as to what of folks who are in that one to five year window, um, their needs and their wants and what support we can offer them and what they can bring to the table as well. So often when we have board of directors or cabinets, we have established roles that are kind of traditional, um, but it's so important we feel to have that voice 
and that support of the young professional. So Megan, we're so happy that you serve in that role. So um, can you share with us um, maybe a favorite session or some favorite things that happened at the LDC um, and just share with us why, why you had, why you selected those sessions? Yeah, for sure. Um, I was actually supposed to go to the LDC last year, but I couldn't make it because I was on that long camping trip I talked about earlier. So this is actually my first LDC. And I was lucky enough that it was in Baton Rouge. And it was like, I don't know, five minutes away from my house. So that was really awesome. But um, favorite session is hard. Am I allowed to just say everything? It was, sure. <laughs> it was, it was all like very beneficial. And um, it was hard to pick a favorite. But um I actually made a post yesterday um, in the new professional learning community on the Academy homepage um, about Andrew's EDI session. Holly, I think you uh, responded to it and you said something about it too. But um, if you haven't been able to log in and look at those PLCs, they're pretty cool. And they give you like um, a good chance, a good opportunity to um, have a community of people from all over the country. Kaylin did a session about the PLCs and um, I really enjoyed all that time that you gave us at the end of that session to talk with a group about how to get more people involved and what is needed to make those successful. And uh, it also made me think about how at my own personal school, the I'm putting air quotes for everybody who can't see, the classroom <laughs> teachers, um, they have weekly PLCs that are covered by like myself and the other quotes again, ancillary teachers. But um uh, like the end of the day, my school doesn't provide any time for the, you know, quote, quote, ancillary teachers to have that learning community. So it was really nice to um, be able to log into the academy and have that community there for me that is not provided at my own school. Um, and then probably another one of my favorite sessions was Charity brought in some really awesome people from around the community. Um, I really liked Jenny Peters session. She's the owner of Varsity Sports, which is um, a running store that started in Baton Rouge. And I actually live like walking distance to her original store. So like, I buy all of my running shoes from her. So when I saw her, I was like, holy cow, it's like famous person. Uh, I've spent so much money at her stores. <laughs> but um she talked about partnering with the community and it felt like super relevant because everybody she talked about, I knew like she was talking about, they partnered for the uh, Halloween run with the local animal shelter. And I was like looking at one of her pictures and it happened to be the lacrosse field that I coach at. And it's like all the people in costumes are running by with their dogs. And I, I remember that day of practice, I was sitting there and like all the girls we're like looking at it and I'm like, what is going on? There's these people running by and they have their dogs and they're all like dressed up in Halloween costumes. Like what is going on? So it was really cool to hear her actually talk about that event. And I like put two and two together. I was like, that's what that was. <laughs> she partnered with like the, the local uh, animal shelter and did a run with that. So I liked hearing her talk about the community partnerships and I got some really great tips about that that kind of like took the fear out of reaching out and trying to partner with people. Like she talks about always having skin in the game and making sure you're offering something when you're partnering, not just being like, here's what I need from you. Like, here's what I can do for you and what you can do for me. And so that was a really cool one. I really enjoyed that. And those are just a few of my, my 
favorite moments. I think I'm sure in some of the other questions, I'll talk about some more of the sessions, but yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, she did do a, a wonderful session and it is interesting, like you said, to have skin in that game, because a lot of times I know personally when I'm reaching out, looking for partners um, and, and it's like, you know, you're, it feels like an ask, like you're asking them for something, but then, you know, you've got to turn around and say, Hey, this is what we can do for you too. And so that's so important, whether you're um, going out, you know, looking for partnerships for your school, for your state association, uh, for the Southern tier, whatever it is, it's uh, really important. And, and I'd like um, that we brought in some, some presenters who weren't mainly just from our, um, our camp, you know, um, educators and health professionals speaking to one another, another, which is always awesome. But we brought in people from the community who live and breathe it as well. And to hear some of those topics on partnering and um, uh, community partnerships and fundraising from their perspective, because that's what they deal with every day. So that was great. Thanks. So Caitlin, uh, other than your own session on PLCs, which rocked, um, do you have anything to share about any, like something that really stood out from the LDC? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have been to several of these throughout the years. And as you mentioned, I love our internal speakers because we all have something to share and we work together and we're friends. And so it's always cool to see your friends get up there. But I really enjoyed the sessions that one, we have breakout and time to discuss with people from other states. Um, the speakers give great opportunities um, and new ideas, but those group conversations when you can just pose a question and then we can talk to individuals specifically like in our Southern tier and talk to our peers about things that they're doing, things that we can be doing, maybe similar um, problems that we might be having. It's always good to get other people's perspectives, especially because when you have other people telling you, well, you can just do this. But then to see one of your peers already doing that and it's working for them, that's one of my favorite my favorite parts of the LDCs. Um, but specifically for this time, as you mentioned, I really do appreciate the outside speakers. Um, I'm trying to remember when we've had an outside speaker in the last couple of years, but all of them were really good, but I really appreciated. Um, we had uh, Beverly Brooks Thompson. She's from Carter Fundraising Philanthropy. She um, had a really great engaging session. She was hilarious, um, but she kept saying over and over again, like fundraising is not hard. People are hard. And kind of when you reframe it like that, I'm a people person. So for me, people aren't hard. <laughs> um, so when you can reframe it and you get to know the person um, and it kind of goes back to what Megan said with Jenny's, I mean, there were so many connections with Jenny's presentation, making sure that everybody has skin in the game and that you're not always just asking what can be beneficial for everyone? What do we have to offer everyone? And so sometimes it's not just offering or asking for money. It's your time. You know, can you share us on your social media? Can you just um, promote our organization because we have similar interests? And that can go a really far, a uh, long way, especially when you're cross promoting and somebody's membership or somebody's followership has thousands of members, you know, and then you never know if they reshare one of your posts, who's going to see it. So not just asking for money, not just, um, you know, partnership is really good, but, you know, fundraising is not hard. People are hard. And so if you're a people person, as a lot of us are in these organizations, for me specifically, it helped it reframe. And I was like, oh, I got people. We can do this now. Um, and it just made it seem not as daunting of a task. So that one for me was really beneficial. 
And then obviously, I know Megan already mentioned, but Andrews, I work with him on the National um, um, Equity, Diversity, Inclusion Council. So his was always a really good refresher for everyone. And I liked it that it wasn't just informative. We did some activities. And to me, those are always a good way to get it started in settings to take to other places like your school or your organization that may not be having those conversations. It's a really good way to like break down those walls. So across the board, um, I was really invigorated for this LDC for sure. Sweet, that's great to hear. And um, like you mentioned, Beverly Brooks Thompson, she had, what I don't know, what did she say? 75 slides or something. And she had 40 yeah. minutes to do her presentation. I, I mean, everybody was amazing, but she, her perspective, I, I, we didn't do all of her slides. She was, you know, was scrolling through them quickly. But a lot of hers, um, she has some really great data. And sometimes mm -hmm. data can be so daunting. It'd be like, okay, you know, I want to see another chart. But her data was um, concise. And I love the piece that when she broke it down into uh, the millennials, the 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 Ys, the Xs, the, uh, the what's the other generation I'm missing? Boomers. Oh, the boomers. Yeah, the boomers. The boomers where I belong, um, you know, and, and like she was able to show through all of her data collection, the folks who have the money and who are spending the money and the other people who have more time and they're spending time. So like you said, it was really eye-opening because, you know, as we are seeking fundraising, which we all as educators seem to have to do all the time for our programs and our states and our organizations, you know, it's like, golly, you know, yeah, just ask the people. We don't have to go to those huge organizations. Ask the people that you know, because a lot of times they're they're your friends. They're your your you know they they know who we are, and most people are happy to help. Sometimes we just forget to ask. So, yeah, and another thing that she said too, uh, not just like fundraising is easy, people are hard. Was it's really fundraising comes down to three things: it's the right person with the right ask at the right time. Right. right. So it's just like you said, it's breaking it down and knowing who to ask and what you're asking for. So if you're asking the wrong person for the wrong thing, it's going to be a no. But once you figure out that magic combination, you're going to end up getting a lot more yeses. So that was really interesting. Yeah. And as like a um, new professional, it's so scary to just go out there and like start asking people for things, especially like I know my school system is like a very tight knit community. And I'm like an outsider almost. So uh, having Jenny and Beverly come in and talk about those things, they kind of gave me, you know, okay, get skin in the game. Got it. So like I have almost like a checklist of some things I need to do to like begin to start partnering with people and asking for funds. And that was really cool. I actually ended up knowing Beverly Brooks Thompson, her <laughs> uh, her son that she talked about, about um is my little cousin's like best friend. So my cousin actually lived with me during college for a bit and her son would come over to our house all the time. And so I like looked at her and I was like, who, I know you. So that was like another cool thing. Like I got to see Jenny Peters from the community. I got to see Beverly. It was like, it was a really awesome time. Man, I didn't know we were sitting in, a, you know, surrounding ourselves by such a famous person as yourself. My goodness. I mean, I know you're great <laughs> and everything, but Whoa, it's uh, Meg, it's a pretty big deal. I know, man, deal. that's great. <laughs> I think Beverly Brooks Thompson is the bigger deal. I just like happened to randomly know her. <laughs> her energy was contagious. I almost was exhausted after her session because she wore me out between laughing and just, yeah, she was great. And um, 
and we, you know, right now we have program proposals are open for the National Academy, um, which is going to be in April in Baton Rouge. And all of our sessions were great. Um, but I personally did ask um, the, uh, um, Andrew to mm -hmm. bring his presentation again. So more than the 50 or 60 of us that were um, gathered in July, um, his message is, was so important and, and so friendly and so like, like, oh yeah, that's that's how things should be when we're dealing with equity, diversity, inclusion. And I love that he brought in the piece of belonging. That's mm -hmm. what really resonated with me. Um, but such a great message. And then also Beverly, um, just if we could have her speak to the larger audience too. I, I mean, like I said, so many of our presenters had things that could um that can go across um many venues and can benefit people. But those were some of my favorite ones as well. And It'd be great to hear them again. It's like, those are the kind of presentations when you come to the LDC, you hear this, it's like, I could just hear this over and over because each time it's a little, a new twist on mm -hmm. it. That was great. Um, so Megan, I know you touched on this a little bit already about your school and going back to school, but um, was there other than the, maybe the fundraising piece or the partnership getting skin in the game, was there anything else that you wanted to share that maybe you'll be able to take back from the LDC when you go back to school in the fall? Uh, definitely. I probably took something away from every single session, but um, the Donna Donna and charity session about developing leaders. I know you kind of talked about this for a second, Holly, but doing the DISC assessment and just understanding what kind of leader and what kind of person like I am. I really loved that. And um, I'm an I in case y'all were wondering. Um, I think my second highest was D and I think both of y'all were D, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but uh, it was really cool to learn about myself. And but what I found most helpful was when they talked about how to approach working with people who aren't like you or don't have that same um, leadership kind of role um, as you. And so I know that I get frustrated when people do things differently than I would. So those like little tips about, OK, if you're working with a D, the dominant person, here's what you can do. And then um, those are things that I know I could definitely take back to school and think about as I work with other teachers, especially at the beginning of the year. And um, as I work with my partner teacher, and I think those will help me become just a better teacher than I, I was when I came to the conference. And then also Sandra and Kim's session about advocacy I really liked especially going into the school year, I'm always like, all right, I'm ready to advocate. I'm energetic. I'm motivated. Let's, all right, we're going to send out a monthly newsletter to all the teachers. We're going to invite the classroom teachers to PE. We're going to do an award every month. We're going to do this. And I'm just like so pumped up and ready. And then, you know, as, as the year goes on, I'm like, I'm tired. Like, all right, I did the lesson plan for the week. I'm just going to chill out for the rest of the day, you know, teach my classes and one thing I learned from them to put in my toolbox is to just make a plan for mm -hmm. how I'm going to advocate. So like, okay, this month, here's my goal. Here's my plan for what I'm going to do. And that way it's more spread out throughout the year. I stay motivated and um, I don't burn out as quickly trying to do a million things at once. So theirs was awesome. Very high energy. And they're, they're always fun to watch. So those are a few more of the, the things that I got. And, you know, it's funny because when we uh, put together the program, you know, as we all know, when you attend conferences and trainings, there's 
sometimes that early morning one, everybody's coffee hasn't kicked in. And by the end of the day, it's like, oh, you know, everybody's a little tired. And we had that advocacy first thing in the morning. And Kim and Sandra were like, who wants to listen to advocacy at 830? Well, they brought it. And then mm-hmm. um, so it was great. It was, um, like you said, very user friendly and um, engaging. So thank you. So, Kaylin, knowing that you work in higher education, um, you uh, have some maybe different needs than those who work in the K-12 setting or in the health-related professions. Um, so uh, what takeaways did you have that you might be able to incorporate into your lessons or in your leadership roles this year? Yeah, so mine is very similar, um, or mine are very similar to Megan. So every year doing the DISC or assessment or any type of person personality assessment is interesting. Um, but what I heard a lot of people saying is, well, it just depends on which hat I'm wearing, right? So am I filling this out with my Southern Peer hat or my work hat or my fill in the blank hat? Um, so it is interesting as I was sitting there realizing that we all do wear different hats and our roles are very different. So I filled it, I filled mine out with my work hat, um, which I feel like I'm a very different role at my work than I am, um, on the Southern Tier board. So I find that that's in how much is, is different, but yet there obviously is overlap. Um, but I was talking to a few of my Louisiana colleagues and we all thought it'd be very interesting to fill it out on each other because it's one thing for you to think this is who I am, but like, does Megan perceive me the same way? Um, because I think that that's also important because you can a hundred percent and it's important to know yourself, but if you're not coming off that way, um, that's also an interesting take. So we might end up doing it on each other at a board meeting um, and just end up saying like, okay, this is what I think I think I'm a D, but do others perceive me as a D? Or like for Megan, um, she thinks she's an I, like do I perceive her as an I? So that that's kind of just an interesting take. Um, and so those are always just fun to do at these LDCs. And then another one, um, moving forward into the fall, and I know I've already mentioned this one, but Andrew's session those activities are things that I can bring back to my own equity diversity um, council here and committee here um, within our college or our department. And then, um, I mean, there's so many like good takeaways. There's so many skills can overlap and go back and forth. So I think those are probably the two biggest ones. And then also like one thing that I do value that our LDCs is we do, we do appreciate activity or else we wouldn't be for health and physical literacy. So even some of the activity breaks that like Carrie Lee led or Gigi led, um, I can do those in my own classes when I'm teaching, or I can even do those in faculty meetings, especially Megan's compliment battle. That would just be really funny to do at a faculty meeting, especially when it's three hours long and we've all been sitting. I know nobody likes long 15 hour icebreakers, but that's something you do in two or three minutes just to get people up and talking. So that those are always funny um, and enjoyable to see what people bring. And then, yeah, I could totally still use those in higher education. That's great. Yeah, you talk about wearing the hat when you're doing that DISC assessment. And so I went in as the uh, Southern Tier Executive Director. But then, you know, you're concentrating and it's great. I, I saw so many pictures that people posted and we all have our heads in our <laughs> and we're really concentrating and that's saying a lot for some of these uh social folks mm-hmm. <laughs> but then like I would get stuck because there would be like four um four words descriptors and then I'm like you had to choose like which was your high most like you and least like you and a couple of those I found myself thinking about 
well, Kevin thinks I'm like this, but I, so I, I found myself like segueing away from my leadership. And I think I answered some of them, you know, cause you just, you know, we're human beings and it's like, oh yeah, I was answering it more as a, a relationship with my husband. And I thought, oh, did that sway my leadership? Yeah. And then some of them, like, obviously it depends on your mood when you're taking it. Right. So like today I'm in a great mood. So I feel this way or oh, I'm feeling whatever. And then there were some sets for me, at least like none of the words I felt like were really applicable. And then some sets, all the words were applicable, you know, so I definitely agree. Like if I answered a couple of these a little bit different, how would that affect my end, my end letter? Kaylin, I like your idea of doing it like as a, uh, on somebody else. I think this could be, we, we can quit our teaching professions and we can make a game to, that goes viral. Okay. Um, it, I'm here for it's it. like a, a, a party game. Okay. You take it to a party and everybody has to vote for the one that they think each person is. So I'm here you for it. Well, and too, before this goes on air. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say though, it could go south real quick. I think yeah. but also you have to do it in a group that they know you. So, like, if I was in a group with, like, the Oklahoma people, you know, I don't think that that would have much value. But within our own state organizations or within our small councils and committees where we work with each other a lot, I think it would, the results would be really interesting. And, you know, everybody have to enter. Like, it's a safe space. This is to start a healthy discussion. Um, you know, Andrew would speak first about EDI <laughs> before going into it. Um, but, yeah, I think that, I think we could take it on the road, Megan, for sure. Yeah, we would definitely need to, you know, start with, please, we are not trying to hurt any feelings. We love you no matter what, but we are all going to vote on which one we think you are. Right. Annoying. Um, no. <laughs> you know, yeah, we giggle and laugh, but I think, you know, that is pretty cool, but it would have to be a very safe environment because you don't want yeah. to, uh, you know, somebody might think of themselves in one, one of those uh, categories, but it's uh, interesting. Hey. We'll all do it on each other our next vacation. Yeah. yeah. In Hawaii. <laughs> exactly. Yes. With a nice little drink and umbrella. And, uh, that might change it too. <laughs> I'm here for it. So as our listeners um, hopefully have been hearing some of the great fun that we had, you know, we went to a learning um, workshop for a day and a half, but it's always exciting because we have so much fun together. Um, we share, we, uh, you know, some a lot of topics are, are serious, but we take them in a very user-friendly manner. Um, but in addition to the sessions, um, I always enjoy the social time. Like you mentioned, Kaylin, some of the activity breaks that we do. But I want to give a shout out to, um, well, first of all, to the whole LAFERD, and that's the Louisiana Association of Health, Physical Education, Recreation, and Dance. That whole LAFERD group um, and um Lynn Williamson, they arranged for us to have transportation from the airport. We, you know, we didn't have to spend extra cost on Ubers. They drove us to dinner. They drove us to Walmart, all those kind of things. And then Kathy Hill, um, the social queen, uh, was able to arrange dinner for all of us. So all 50 plus of us were transported to, I believe it was it called Rue 61. Yes. Yes great restaurant and we had the whole back room to ourselves and they set the table up in like this big U or horseshoe and I really appreciated that because we could chat with not just the little group of folks right next to us but we had so much fun and looking around the table you know you had state leaders really being able to now engage with one another in a more relaxed atmosphere um and it was just a lot of fun so um having fun is also part of 
growing professionally or growing in our, you know, in our personal lives as well. We can't always take ourselves too serious. Um, so I always enjoy when I go to LDC to, you know, to rekindle those friendships, give everybody a big hug, um, being able to, to goof off a little bit and then still come back um, learning some great things. Um, I don't know about you guys. Is there anything else that you, you wanted to share maybe that happened at dinner or anything that, you know, we, we won't have to shut down the way airwaves for anything, but uh, <laughs> anything no, else? I mean, the social part's always good because these people become like your good friends and your family. I feel like I see you and you live in Florida way more than I see my own cousins, you know, because we typically see each other two or three times a year. Um, so the dinner was good. Um, I love my OKC people. So Lauren and I got to visit for 20 or 30 minutes uninterrupted, which was really fun. Um, after dinner, we all on on our hotel, there was like an upstairs lobby. So several of us just sat up there and visited for a little bit. And so like learning is great, obviously, because that is what can um, improve our own individual organizations, Southern Tier, the National Academy as a whole. But, um, and I talked about this a little bit with the PLC sessions, at some point you have to fill your own cup if we're all giving and donating time and energy. Um, and so for me, just building those relationships is what fills my cup. And so I look forward to this. It doesn't feel like a work, you know, uh, conference and I have to do this. It's like, I want to do this one because I want to, you know, learn more and do more, but because I want to keep building those friendships. I want to see these family members that I haven't got to see in six months. Um, so for me, that's why it's important. And that's why the social game, yes, it's, in, it's fun to be social, but like if, if our bond as a Southern tier, um, committee or you know administration or whatever you want to call us isn't strong our organization won't be strong and so that's how we really build and move forward and so that's that's the fun part for me for sure great yeah I agree with um everything Kaylin said and uh one of my favorite parts of just like any conference is um there's always like some kind of inside joke or something. So, you know, if you were at the conference this time, um, when Holly introduced herself, she did, you know, a fun arm wave and it was very enthusiastic. So lots of people were copying that throughout the, um, throughout the conference. And um, at Rue 61, I remember, you know, vividly when uh, Bill got his food, everybody clapped. Um, Holly, I don't, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Holly, I don't know if you want to explain um, why did why everyone clapped when Bill got his food. Well, it started a few days earlier. Uh, we had a board meeting and some committee meetings prior to the LDC. So some of us went out to lunch. I don't know, maybe it was on Sunday. And Bill was in that group with us. And we all ordered our meal and, you know, we got our iced teas, our food came and the waitress delivered a, the wrong meal to Bill. And so she took it back and we thought it would come right back out, but we, he told us to eat. So we ate our meal and finally Bill, you know, he received his lunch. So we were like, okay, that's, that's one thing. The following night we were all eating together um, in the hotel. They had a, a really nice restaurant. So we were eating dinner in there and um, we were at a long table and the waitress took everybody's order and their appetizers were coming out and then their dinners were coming out. And Bill was sitting at the head of the table at the other end uh, with Andrew and Milton. And they raised their hand. They uh, brought the waitress over and there's like, you haven't even taken our order yet. Can we order? <laughs> so now we're two for two. 
So then when we all went out with this large group, you know, we all said, okay, we hope Bill, you know, gets his uh, meal on time. Well, the waitress, since we were sitting in this large U, she started at the person directly across from Bill. So I thought, good, he's going to put his order in first. Well, when she went around the U, it ended up that he was the last person to place his order. Well, okay. Well, then everybody got their food except for Bill. Mm. And one more person. Ann Wigan didn't get hers either. So Bill, finally, after all of us had already eaten our appetizers and again, halfway through our meals, Bill Dickens finally got his meal served to him. So that's why we applauded. And I didn't mean to jinx him or anything, but, you know, he had to be there, I guess. But it was uh, one of those things. And that wave I did was kind of just like to tell everybody, you know, I don't know. I used to be a dance teacher. And when you're on stage, you have to over-exaggerate. And so, yes, I it was uh, comical that everybody continued that little wave. But <laughs> those are the things you take back and you remember. So, <laughs> Well, I want to thank Kaylin and Megan for taking time um, this morning. Uh, we're recording this in the morning time here. I uh, know you both have a uh, productive, active things you've got to get to and some more meetings. So thank you so much. I hope our listeners enjoyed today's episode of Scaling the Summit, Radio Gold. Uh, Charity and Sandra, I, uh, I hope we did you proud. We uh, uh, try to have some fun and also to be so informative. Charity and Sandra will be back with us next month. So thank you all for listening today. And as a reminder, I want to let you know that we all will be back together again in person the Health and Physical Literacy Summit in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We can't wait to see y'all there, and I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Thank you for listening.